guys, and welcome back to Dramatic Puss. It's been a while. I'm your host, Ebony Lips, a girl who finds flat earthers fascinating. So sit your ass down and pass that good shit over. Hey guys, well, it's been a long time since I have recorded an episode. I have had a hell of a fucking year, and there's been a lot of bad, there's been way more good than bad, absolutely. And there's been things, you know, just in between, just things that happen with life. Um, I'm really excited to be back. I was going to record a different episode for my, like, first time back and whatnot, but I decided to do this topic instead because it's something that's really important to me and it also just felt like something I needed to not get out of the way, but put forth. Uh, just because of how open I usually am on this podcast and I didn't want to seem it to seem like I was hiding anything or that I was ashamed of anything. So yeah, I am back and today's episode is about my experience going to rehab after a suicide attempt. So there's obviously going to be a trigger warning want to make everybody aware that there will be some dark themes talked about. I really want to mostly talk about the process and how I lived there and what the experience was like. I just want to give two though a trigger warning just in case these are things that you don't like hearing about, if you have bad experiences, if it's just, you know, it's a Sunday that you're listening to this and you're like, I really just want something light and fluffy and not too dark. So this is not the episode for you. However, if you've kind of been wondering how I've been doing and how I did while in rehab, this is a good episode for you to listen to. Or if you're considering getting some help, this also might be a good episode for you to listen to. So thank you so much for joining me today, guys. And we're really going to dive right in. I went to rehab. Oh, actually, this is terrible. I went into rehab on February 14th of 2021. So Valentine's Day. I even remember the flight attendants had these little like heart antlers, I guess you want to say. You know how like during Christmas they'd wear like antler or like rainbow ears or whatever, reindeer ears. Uh, They had little hearts on these ears things instead. So um, yep, I am getting off the plane and you know, I'm in the airport and just seeing all this like Valentine's Day stuff, not that, not that fun. Uh, trying to keep my cat away just so that his, um, his purring doesn't mess up the recording. I am also in a new recording space. Um, more on that later. Probably I'll touch that, um, touch on that in the next episode because I don't want to get too bogged down uh, with many details because I've had a lot of life change. Um, just in the last couple months even. So, you know, information will eke out through the rest of the episodes that are coming. And yes, there are more episodes coming. I know I always say that. And and I'm going to make it more of a valid effort. I just feel like I'm in a better place in my life where I can actually do this. So we shall see. I went into rehab on February 14th of 2021. The rehab facility was in a different state, so I had to fly to get there. And it was in an old nursing home, 
So not what I, I expected something way fancier, which is like probably not okay, but I thought I'd have my own room and my own bathroom with a shower, you know, and I just thought I'd be like doing my own thing and go to groups throughout the day and then come back to my room and cry, like not how it went down. So I get picked up from the airport by one of the employees there. Um, I don't actually remember her name, but I'm also going to try to not put anyone's real name in this just for the sake of their own privacy. I get picked up and then we have to go pick someone else up, um, another client in the Salt Lake. Well, fuck it. Okay. In the Salt Lake area. Uh, and whatever, there's a lot of rehabs in Utah, so, and I don't really want to record this again, so. Uh, we had to go pick someone up in that area, uh, from a different facility. Um, and that chick was so cool, I mean, she was very overwhelmed, and like, so was I, but I was able to, like, keep conversation up and chit-chat with our driver, um, and it was cool because she was coming out of a situation that really wasn't good and I was coming out of a situation where I was like, well, I just came from home. Like she just came from a different facility that was not good to her. So, you know, she's kind of traumatized and stuff, but we were able to just, um, chit chat. Um, and I was able to ease her nerves and she later told me that that day she really appreciated. So that was cool. Uh, this is definitely weird recounting this cause I haven't like. It's something that I'll joke about, um, or make reference to, but, like, I haven't really sat anyone down and told them, like, the whole story of what it was like to be there and the whole experience. This will definitely be an interesting thing for me to do. My cat's playing with something. We arrive at the rehab, um, in an old nursing home, and... I'm just kind of like, you know, it's one level. I'm like, I'm shocked a little bit to be in this situation. Uh, and I, I do want to get why I went there. Um, I'm just kind of like getting into the story a little bit. Uh, when we arrived, what was interesting was that they had just had a COVID scare. Now, remember, this is 2021, so we're still in COVID times. They had just had a COVID scare. And so there's like a guy's section, a girl's section, and then there's like an in-between where they would either like, let's say there were 30 guys this one month or two months out of the year. And so this extra hallway would, um, would support that, would support the guys, right? But then let's say they only have 10 guys, but they have 30 girls. Then you would make that hallway into, a, into the girls' hallway for that period of time. Because the girl section had a COVID scare, they had closed off this, like, extra hallway that could go either way. Um, let's just call it this bisexual hallway. Uh, could go either way. Um, at the time that I arrived, they had closed this extra hallway down for the girls for about, um, for the new arrivals that were coming in that week. Or, or you know, a couple weeks or so. When I arrived... Um, the person who's with me pretty much immediately goes to their room and I go into like the kind of, kind of the day room, you know, they have like a TV and a couch and 
and there's chairs and um, tables set up for and a big whiteboard for what I'm assuming is a class, you know, at some point. And there are uh, two people sitting on the couch, um, two people who end up becoming great friends. Um, just lovely. And it, it's funny because they have a whole story about how, like, they were the first to arrive. No one else is there. They're in the quarantine, you know, the closed off section hallway. So it's just them. And they end up taking a nap together and they find it so funny because they didn't even know each other. But, like, one of them fell asleep. The other was like, well, I'm going to sleep, too, you know. So they have this whole napping story, which I really, I really find funny. Uh, they were very welcoming. We just watched some TV. There really wasn't much to do. I um, got a roommate assignment, which was one of the girls that had been napping. And she was awesome. She actually reminded me of one of my good friends from high school. And that was a really cool experience. So there was some familiarity there in a weird way. Uh, I just like knew her personality type. And we just immediately like clicked and were joking around and stuff. Um, so that's, that's like day one, just getting set up and figuring out this new environment and being in this COVID scare. And so like we would go to the cafeteria, but we had to walk through like the courtyard to get there. So, and it was like rainy or snowing around the time I was there. So it was kind of cold. We had to get our food from there. We only had like 15 minutes, grab your food, take it back to the hallway with you to that closed off section. And they would have some tables and chairs in there and we would eat there. And then someone would come and get our trays of food and stuff. The thing that was nice about that is you normally only have like a, um, gosh, how long were the, maybe lunch was only like 30 minutes. Um, and then we had to get clear out so the guys could come in. And I'm sure one of my friends, if they listen to this, will correct me. But maybe it was about 30 minutes for lunch. Um, but it was nice because we were able to take our food and kind of chill out and eat. We didn't have to rush because we were just in our own like quarantine section. I'm gonna take a sip of my tea here. Some more leisure time to eat and whatnot. The first couple days, I wasn't very press impressed with the food, but goddamn, there was one day when we had like a Thanksgiving dinner type thing where they had like turkey and stuffing and um, not yam, maybe there were yams. I'm not sure, but I just remember the stuffing being like the best stuffing I've ever had in my fucking life. And I was like, shit, this, this is dope. So I really enjoyed that. Um, anyways, that's like, that's day one. That's the setup. Uh, we're like 10 minutes into this episode now, so I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable. I do want to say that, uh, and I think I might have mentioned this on a previous episode, um, but I attempted to take my life on February 6th of 2021 and you know I was just in a really dark place it was a week uh it was like a series of unfortunate events all accumulating to me attempting this this really dark thing and my and trigger warning you know if I haven't said that enough already I, my plan was to take pills, which I did, and I laid in my bed and I pet that cat and I thought that was going to be it and I wasn't going to wake up. Thankfully, I did wake up. One of the worst experiences of my life. I'm seizing. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I was screaming for help. And at some point and with something that were the doctors are still unsure of, I cut myself and I cut my wrist 
and I had locked my front door and so my family had to like get a spare key and come in and they found me and it was absolutely terrible and I was I'll always regret them having to find me like that because I can't I, I'm on one side of it they're on another and I can't imagine that experience um they get me to the hospital things work out my right arm which I'm right hand dominant um I'm numb in two fingers my thumb and my pointer finger and um had to do months of physical therapy and that was another thing I'll well, another thing I'll kind of mention later but anyways months of physical therapy and I'm still numb in those fingers um I can feel stuff but just not as intently I have some grip issues holding on to things because when you can't feel it, you can't feel if your grip is tight enough. So just some uneasiness of holding stuff there. Um, but I'm so grateful. I mean, my physical therapist, um, when I was out in, in rehab, um, obviously I went to a different, I went to a hospital to receive physical therapy while I was out there. He was awesome. And it was just like my little reprieve from rehab. I'd get out, you know, I went two times a week, and so I'd get half an hour two times a week that I wasn't there, and it really did kind of help. Um, and he was great. I'm still dealing with that injury to this day. I may never get full feeling back. I'm grateful that I don't remember cutting myself. I just really think that that would mess with my head a lot. And it, I mean, messes with my head that I don't remember it. A crazy thing, that a, cra a crazy thing about it is that I have a tattoo on my left wrist my left like forearm and I got that tattoo the first time I considered well not first time but I got my tattoo because of the first time I considered killing myself um, so it's a larger tattoo and I told myself if I get this tattoo I'll never cut myself I'll never cut myself there. And somehow in the blackout on the drugs, you know, in my emotional state, I didn't cut that wrist, which I just find insane. I cut the other way. And that's why I do, it makes me believe in manifestation because I told myself I will never cut myself on this wrist. I will never do it. And completely out of my mind and I didn't do it. I cut the other way. Now I wish I hadn't cut either obviously and I find that absolutely fascinating so that's why I went to rehab my parents obviously were very concerned I was very concerned but you're just kind of out of it oops sorry <laughs> sorry if you heard that noise <laughs> my cat did something um anyways and it was good that I went it was good. It was hard. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was guilty. I felt very guilty for what I had done. And I went, I went for my family. I also wanted to get away from reality. I didn't want to have to talk to anyone if I didn't want to. I didn't want to be in the same house where I had attempted that. I wanted to be away. 
I was also ready to try something different for my mental health. I remember discussions with my therapist, my old therapist, um, shout out to her. She is a badass and I hope she's doing well. Um, we had talked about up, like, leading up to this attempt, you know, about me just getting away for a few days or going to a retreat or like a yoga retreat or a wilderness retreat, just something to check in with myself, you know, and check out of the world. And I never did it. And I always thought that that would help me. And so part of me was excited to do this. I mean, as excited as you can be, you know, for rehab. And I was there for two months. Um, a lot of people are there a lot longer. A lot of people. But I figured it out. Sometimes you really got to play the game. You really do. Got no one to hold them, no one to fold them, and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, so back to the facility or the rehab. So I'm there having my new, you know, we're kind of in this quarantine area. So the, for the first, like, I want to say week, we didn't meet really anybody else. And we were just in this quarantine situation, which really wasn't helpful because you're just kind of stewing in your own shit. And you're not meeting other people. I met a few of the other girls, and it is separated, boys and girls. Um, I did meet a few of the girls um, in the courtyard a few times because they let us go outside. And I don't even know if that was actually supposed to happen. But they ended up, they were outside, and we met them outside. So I met a few of them there. Um, Two of the girls I'm still really close to. Actually, a lot of the girls I'm still really close to. They're freaking awesome people. I met amazing people in there. And, um, so I met a few of them, and then I want to say after, I don't know, maybe like four days or a week, we got integrated, and they opened up that hallway. I mean, we stayed in our rooms, which was nice, because I didn't have to switch rooms. Um, stayed in those rooms, but I did, at some point, I switched up roommates. I ended up having three different roommates. All were awesome in their own ways. Um, but when they opened up that hallway and we could see the rest of the other girls and socialize and take classes, um, it was pretty good. But I do remember like one of the first days of classes or groups, whatever you want to call them, they were like, oh, we're just going to watch a movie. And we were all bummed out because it was like, I think it was our first class. We are all kind of bummed out because we are like, oh, we wanted to like talk about our feelings and stuff. But they had us watch that movie, Soul. And... I just pretty much checked out. I mean, it was all right, but, like, I'm not, I'm not there to watch movies, you know? And I barely ever watched a movie while I was in there. I don't think I... I got through one entire Harry Potter movie. Uh, Mamma Mia haunts me to this day because they would watch that movie freaking constantly at least three times a week, and it drove me up a fucking wall. Like, I couldn't deal with it. And there was a group of girls who would always watch movies... Which is great because they're all like, you know, socializing and having a good time. And that was their thing. They're like, I'm in rehab. I'm watching movies. Like, I'm going to, you know, um, one of the ladies there. And it was a nice mix of ages. I think there was um, maybe 18 or 15. No, because I remember that girl. Maybe 15 to 
45. There's a pretty good like age range right there. 15 to 45. Uh, so we're all mixing together. And it's that one group, you know, they would always watch movies. Um, there are other people, you know, you could always find them playing a game. Everyone just kind of did their own thing. There are a couple of people who would work out because they did have some gym equipment and stuff. Uh, and that was nice. And other people like me, I would just kind of either be outside in the courtyard when we could for outdoors time. Um, or I'd be walking the hallways because it was like, you know, shaped in an, you know, kind of like an S. If we want, uh, I don't know. Left, right, left, right, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what shape it would be. Um, but you would just kind of walk the hallways. And it was a big enough facility that you could, you know, do a few laps and and see everybody. And, you know, some. I, I remember one night we were just like, hey, want to go on a walk? Because we didn't have outdoor time. So we just walked the hallways, you know. That was what we were doing that day. But I remember that first class, we watched a movie and we did it over Zoom so we could see the other group because there's probably like 15 other girls in the other group and then five of us in the quarantined group. So we could kind of see each other, but we were watching that movie and I, you know, God, it's like an hour and a half, maybe two, eh, probably an hour and a half movie Soul is. And it was, you know, it was fine. I get why they're playing it. Because it explores some deeper themes, but nothing that I was too interested in. Um, like I said, just a lot of different kind of factions, but we all blended together pretty good. I do remember this one story. There was a girl there, and she's what I would call like the mean, kind of popular girl and whatnot, and <laughs> actually, I don't know if I should tell that, I don't know if I should tell that story, um, uh, if you know who I'm talking about, then that's good, and I think I'll just leave it at that, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody here, but there was definitely, I mean, you're putting that many people together, that many different backgrounds, that many, you know, ethnicities, races, whatever, there's bound to be drama, there's bound to be drama, and there was plenty of it. And I swear to you, I will tell this story. Every time I tried to take a nap, something went down. Like some shit went down, and I just and I couldn't sleep because some shit was going down, and it was fucking crazy. <laughs> it was, um, you know, there was the drama. There were also also some really funny moments and really, you know, deep moments. I remember. As you know, I'm a witch, and I definitely brought that into the rehab. I was the witch of the rehab. That was actually fucking cool. I was the witch of the rehab, and I did at least four different healings, like, rituals for, you know, different people. Um, if it felt right, and if I was motivated in a good headspace, I would, like, kind of, I don't want to say pray, but, like, speak over them and give them good energy and facilitate some kind of good energy around them. I did that with at least, I think, I want to say maybe three people. And that was really cool. Um, just one, that they would trust me with that. Two, that I was able to do it. And three, that we had that experience together, I think was absolutely awesome. I also, when I was in there, because, you know, you did have different classes and stuff. Well, on Saturdays and Sundays, we didn't really have classes. They were just like three days. I believe it was Saturday and Sunday. I mean, it all kind of blurs together. And when you get out of rehab, you also try to forget some shit. And, um, 
I took the initiative maybe after two or three weeks to start my own classes. So I started a pagan class where I just taught about pagan beliefs and history and witchcraft and like not too deep into witchcraft, but I went over the witch trials and stuff like that. And I, that was probably like a 45 minute class where I would just write on the whiteboard and some people listen. And I had an attendance of maybe five people per class every sat, excuse me, every Saturday, which is cool that even that just three or five people want to listen to you. Like that was fucking awesome. And then I started the first queer club while I was in there where we could just, cause there were a lot of queer people in there, um, which is sad in its own way. Because it speaks to, you know, numbers and statistics and stuff. But also really cool because we had that community. So I was able to start that class or club. And we'd get together and talk about our struggles within that. And I thought that that was really special and awesome. I tried to be welcoming to everybody new who came in. Uh, one of my friends in there who I actually went back and visited. And they let me stay with them. Um... Gosh, I would just tease them constantly. <laughs> just tease. But I think it's something in me just says, like, that's what they need right now. They just need someone who's kind of, like, you know, loving, but also boisterous and joking with them and taking them out of their headspace, you know. Um, and that was, I mean, we have a really good relationship, and I think that that was really awesome to be able to have that. Um, yeah, but the supervisors did tell me, they were like, we've never had anyone come in here and, like, start their own class. I was like, well, I need something to do, and I want to do something that has my interests in, like, paganism and, you know, and being gay. Um, great things to, like, have that, you know, and when I get in a group of people, I feel the need to lead in some way or to help in some way, and so I found ways to lead and to help, and that really helped my growth, too. When you're there, there are like packets that come out. Um, there are packets that you receive, and I think there's four of them. And you need to like, like one of the packets is self growth, and the second one is like our impact on the world. Like just different things that I don't fully remember. I'm sure I could find them in paperwork if I pulled it out. And um, those were really kind of busy work for you while you're there um but if you were able to complete all these packets and you had maybe like a week week and a half to do them um or you could take as long as you wanted but then you're not progressing in the program and getting certain privileges like you know the first month you're there I want to say it's a media blackout so you can't call you can't receive mail you can't have any incoming calls so I couldn't talk to my parents Maybe that's not a month. Maybe that's the first two weeks. Yeah, I think it's the first two weeks. Uh, media blackout. Um, and then when you pass your first packet, you can make phone calls. Because the first packet's pretty basic. It's maybe a couple pages, and you can finish that, no problem. Then, the, then you do the second packet, and then you can make four phone calls a week, and you get some computer time, and, you know, and things like that. So... I actually finished all four packets and graduated in two months, which is something I'm proud of. Um, I actually totally forgot that I had graduated until I got a text the other day and a phone call that I never called them back from the facility or the rehab um, telling me that, hey, it's been a year since you've been out, which is true. I think I got back on, no, let me, oh, how can I check that? I think I got back on April 3rd or 4th. 
and today is April 5th. So it's been a year that I've been out of rehab, which is another like milestone, a cool thing to think about. But they wanted me to do like um, a review and then I would get um, like a $5 Amazon gift card. So I might do it. I probably won't. One of the sketchy things about that place, I will say, is they had you do, they had you do reviews while you were there. They'd be like, come into the office and do a review. And I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, no, this isn't working or no, this isn't working. Like, I just kind of said like, yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. Because I was like, I don't know if they're going to pull me aside for a conversation if I'm not happy with it. Like, I'm just trying to get in here, get it done and get out. I was glad I was there, but it was definitely hard being away from family, my own space. I had to share a room. No matter how great your roommate is, sharing a room is just like you're sharing a fucking room, you know? There's drama with the room next to me and stuff like that, you know? Um, so I really just kept my head down. My mom is calling me. I'm recording. Um... I think I've gone over like a lot of stuff here, which is really cool. We're coming up on like 29 minutes. I've just been talking, but it's my first episode back so that I'm glad that I had a lot to talk about. I think that what I got from that experience is that I was absolutely missing community because it was just COVID. So like a lot of my friends weren't around and that's no blame. This is no blame to anybody, but the world had just kind of changed. It was like, it was like when I went into the mental ward, that was my first episode. Um, it was like that where you just lost your community. You weren't sharing meals with people or you weren't getting out. Um, a lot of that, then there was relationship drama. I've since broken up with that person. Um, we won't even get into that. I'm in a much better, much healthier relationship now. And I'm very happy with that person. Um, but there were definitely, definitely bright spots to being in rehab. There's comfortability just in the fact that like, you know, like wardrobe wise, that's, it seems like a small thing, but it's like, you know, I brought maybe five outfits and I was okay with that. I wasn't worried about how I looked every day. I was just comfortable. I made a lot of good friends. You know, yes, we're all in rehab, but hey, that's something we have in common. And then look at the 20 other things that we have in common because it all kind of brought us here. Another very cool thing. Um, a lot of the people I still talk to and absolutely adore. One of them, and you know, again, bringing in the witchy stuff, like one of them would give me tarot readings. Um, God, I love that girl so much. She's like, and she has an amazing singing voice. Can I just talk to you about how amazing her singing voice is? Like, ah, it's so good. We actually would have like outings. And one of them, we went to karaoke and them and I did a rendition of Part of Your World, the Aladdin song. No, not Part of Your World. Sorry. I always get Part of Your World and A Whole New World. A Whole New World. Um, the Aladdin one. I always get those two mixed up. But we did a whole new world and it was absolutely fabulous. I mean, I can't sing, but I got up and did it because like you vote for these outings and 
I had voted for something else, but then like 15 or so people voted for karaoke. And then we get there and no one wanted to sing. And I'm like, what the hell is going? Like, if we're going to be here and do it, like, let's, let's fucking do it. So I sang maybe like four songs. Not well, but at least I did it. And that was a, that was a really good time. Uh, another thing that we did for, I think it was just an art project. But I make these boxes where they're wooden boxes and then you like collage on top with beads and maybe some moss and you paint it and all this kind of stuff. And so I had done those boxes and I had my mom ship one to the rehab because I wanted to show people and I just wanted to have something familiar from home. And I showed everyone, they really liked it. So one of the art classes, we all voted and we were like, let's make Baylor's boxes. And so we did that and it was really cool because it was like, it was my idea, but then everybody had their own take on it. And I saw so many amazing different boxes. Like it was so freaking cool. And it was just a cool thing to be a part of and a cool, like, yes, I inspired it. Wow, like so many better artists than me, so many different minds, like so many different creative out like outlets and stuff like that. And it was just, it was really cool to see um, and to be a part of. And again, like, I think I find passion in teaching people or not even teaching, but like mentoring in some way or like being of good input to people and I don't know how I'm going to implement that into the rest of my life I think that's why I like the podcast too because it's like I'm kind of teaching something or I'm just being like a sounding board like I really like that and so I don't know what I'll end up doing it with for the rest of my life but like or how I'll implement that into my life but I something I really enjoyed and, and had fun doing so we had art classes and we had outings um you know, some days people would just watch movies and I would just walk around. I did read, um, I think I read like two books while I was in there. And um, you're not supposed to, I don't know why I just thought of this, but you're not supposed to bring food into like your room. So the trick was you'd make oatmeal, but you'd put it in a, like a coffee cup. And so you'd sneak oatmeal in that way. And so I'd have my nightly little oatmeal. And I couldn't use my hand, so my hand was in the cast. So I couldn't cut my food or anything. So I'd have to go to people and be like, can you cut my food? And one of the ladies there would like, she was like my mom, like she would cut my food for me and it was really sweet. And then I remember the day that I could cut my own food and several people looked over and they're like, oh my God, you're doing it. And I was like, I know, this is so crazy. Like I can cut my own food. Like it was a big fucking moment. And that was really cool. And another like witchy hand, like a thing is I was like, Going, I, ha you had to, I had to massage my hand, my wrist, um, to get, you know, blood circulation in and just, you know, I don't know, they tell you to massage it. So I massaged it and I asked one of my friends there to join me um, and she was a shaman and that was really cool because I'd never met a shaman before. Um, I think we've covered shamans on this podcast. If not, we definitely will. But um, Anyways, I won't get into that. But she sat with me and she like opened space. She opened a circle. She actually gave me like a, she wrote it out. Um, you call to the east, to the north, to the west, to the south. And all these other things that I won't share because she wrote it personally for me. And it had come from a tribe that she was feeling like, like a Native American tribe that she was a shaman and a part of. Um, so she wrote it for me to use. But she opened the space. She opened the circle. And I massaged my wrist. And then another friend came over and joined us in doing that and like she said like she'd never been a part of a circle before but that she could feel the energy and it's like I could feel it too like it was very healing and my hand has healed very well like 
Yes, I still can't feel on those two fingers necessarily, but it's healed very well and I'm proud of the work that I've done and that we did in that moment. It was like very cool. I could talk about, honestly, I could talk about rehab all day, the experience I've had, like everything there. I think it was really cool. Um, there were definitely hard moments where I missed my family or I just missed my own space or I missed my cat. I missed my cat so much and I was so worried. Thank God and God bless like my sister. I never say God bless, but she's Christian, so I'll say God bless. God bless her for like shaking in my cat and taking care of him while I was gone. Like so much appreciation for that. Because that must have been hard for him, not knowing where I went and, you know, how I was doing and if I was coming back. Like, I feel for him. This is the first episode I've done where I didn't smoke any pot. I was just talking the whole time. But I'm going to record a second episode today so I can do that in the next one. Where we're going to be talking about, I think, dragons. That was my Instagram poll. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for joining me in this today. This really was me just sitting down, pushing record, and going for it. And I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, if you are from my like rehab world and I made like we became friends there, I just want to say like to you, like you helped me grow so much, and my experience would have been totally different without. If even just one person wasn't there, my experience would have been different. And so I appreciate everyone was there. I think that they're so awesome and amazing. And I hope you're all doing well. And I hope I never see you again in that context. But if I do, like, thank God you're there, bitch. Like, we'll do it. We'll do it up. It'll be great. I am going to end this episode here. Um, and just thank you for, again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. This will be, I'm going to put out two episodes this week. Because um, I told my therapist I would. So that means I got to do it. Um... And I just want everyone to know that, like, I'm doing well. I still have my ups and my downs, but my downs aren't nearly as bad. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back into the world, and I'm, you know, taking control of my life and putting in healthy patterns and stuff like that. And so I'm just glad to be here and to be a part of everything. So I need to go call my mom back, see how she's doing, even though I just saw her, like, an hour ago. So I wonder why she's calling. Um... But make sure to stay tuned. There will be another episode after this. So you can just do like a little double feature while you're cleaning your house or something like that. And I love you all so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And make sure to give me another listen soon. And remember, you're awesome. I'm awesome. And it's okay to say that and be, you know, firm in our own power or whatever you want to call it. I suck at ending things. <laughs> Thank you so much. And goodbye.